What is up, people? It is Hot Take Without the Hot Take here. Back for another episode of Junior Senior 2 Views. Watch let's, let's get straight into it. So Let's just... Obviously, we're going to recap the first week of the NFL season. We should start with our Giants, who got handed their ass by the Cowboys. There's nothing 40 to say. There's, nil. No, there's nothing to say about Well, there's a few things to say. There's a few no. things to talk about. No, no, no. It was no. bad. Cause the, it was a train wreck. There's, nothing, there's no excuses. The, the Giants wreck. got... Schooled, they got schooled by the Cowboys. Utterly, the the offensive line, particularly the right side, was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan Neal, um, I'm hoping that he's having an Andrew Thomas development type thing, where he had struggles early on in his career, and he finally figures out um, uh, NFL rushers, which is what Andrew Thomas went through. Because if you'll remember, Andrew Thomas was also from the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, look, I didn't expect uh, Schmitz to be good day one. I mean, he was—he's a rookie. Uh, Glowinski was horrible. Mm. Glowinski was horrible on the line. They. What I don't understand though is why you didn't run the ball. Why? Why well, you they, made? Why well, you try? I know you paid him a ton, but why are you making? Um, Daniel Jones, a pocket passer. Well, I don't look. I don't. I think statistically, he had as many rushing yards as Saquon Barkley. He had forty-eight. Saquon Barkley had fifty-one. Um, it it wasn't. I don't. I think that it wasn't by choice. I think Daniel Jones was running for his life, as you said. The offensive line didn't do a good job, and that that blocked field goal attempt. It would have been forty-six anyway. Grinnell missed one. He got one blocked for the touchdown run back and I think that changed that took the air out of their sails and they didn't play well and they didn't play well defensively as well it was all a mess and now if you're the Giants you regroup you have game two coming in Arizona you have to win it's almost like a must win because week three Arizona week three does not look great it's Arizona they're openly tanking oh well week three doesn't look great week three you're in San Francisco so you have to win this one oh of course as for the other New York team the New York Jets, um, they had their own 9-11. Um, four minutes and four seconds is all you need to know of Aaron Rodgers' debut, which led to a ruptured Achilles, and he's out for the season. And I know he's been sending off social media saying surgery's been great. You know, he's going to make a, make a, he's going to try to come back, you know, the I'll rise again. But yeah, you got to, I mean, if the Jets didn't have bad luck, they'd have no luck at all. That's the kind of franchise I look at them. I look at them going, this is this is so it's so it's so apropos. It's so perfect for them, right? The pump, the pump up, the hard knocks, the you know, just the you know, all gas, no break, and then all of a sudden, one tackle and I don't think it was Lyman's fault. I mean look, at the no, end of the day Dwayne Brown's protection on that play was horrible. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is gonna get tackled. It's just how his leg went. He was already suffering from a calf that, injury. That thing plucked like a guitar string. Well, he was already struggling from a calf injury. So now, by default, Robert Salah said he's going forward, Zach Wilson. There's all this talk about who could potentially back him up as far as a veteran goes. I think Tom Brady can dust off his, his uniform because he looked kind of out of sorts at the Patriots, sort of honoring him at halftime. Yeah, Carson Wentz. 
Matt Ryan, I, anybody else to come in and sort of back him up? I would not want Carson Wentz on any NFL roster. No, he's a disaster. He he's sucks. Grace. He's a, he's a terrible. He's a disaster. Team. So you don't know now. And Robert Sala saying he's going with Zach Wilson. He'll be surely tested because the Jets, who won the game, not taking anything from the fact that they won the game in overtime on a, pit, a punt it, return. It more feels like a loss. Well, it was a win because the fact that they beat a division foe and they had, they at least they won in that divisional game. But it's Zach Wilson, and at least look if you're a Jet fan trying to pluck some silver linings out of this. For starters, you have a much better offense than you had a year ago. You have Brees Hall who ran for over 120 yards that game. You have Dalvin Cook. You have a receiving core. You got all the weapons. You just have Zach Wilson throwing it to you. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think he's going to be started for us this season. You can't go ahead and then pull him again. That'll destroy him. Also, their defense looks good. Yes. So you have a lot of things going for you. I think the pressure's off. If you're, if you're looking at that from the standpoint of with Rodgers there, you're thinking playoffs. Maybe maybe wild card if things work their way. Not a divisional. I don't think they're going to win the division now. I don't. Um, and you can take away from the fact that now you get a full view of Zach Wilson with weapons at his disposal. Mm-hmm. Let's see what he can do with the weapons he has now. Yeah. Right. I mean, he it's put up or shut up now. Pretty much. For okay. Him. This is it. And we also had a Thursday night game where I was already kind of already dead already off the Vikings train from week 1. And then they go ahead and almost actually they lost by another possession. So they're 0 and 2 in possessions this season. And they're 0-2 in their record. They lost to the Eagles. Eagles didn't look great, by the way. Eagles looked a bit spotty. It was a bit of a sloppy game. It was all very sloppy. Jalen Carter is a beast. He is an absolute more. Um, but I will say, if you willingly choose to be a Vikings fan, you should be entitled to a, three, a free therapist every single season. Because, my God, I don't know how you could be a fan of this team watching that, that defense. Seriously, I really don't know. You, you've you tried this offseason to fix it. You went from Ed Donatel. You've made serious changes to personnel. And it's just, they're leaking points at infinitum. They are just a bad defensive outfit. And I know they have Flores, but he doesn't have the personnel to run his scheme. No, it's the, it's, it's the Vikings as a defense. You need they to just give don't, Flores his 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 guys to they run just the scheme. Don't, I don't think that's. I don't think they just don't have it. They don't have the ability to do it. They don't have the person. I agree. They don't have the personnel, and it's the Vikings. So they're zero two now. You know, at this point, who knows what's going to happen the week after? But we'll we'll give you our take later on in week. I don't trust them. In week two, I, so I, far. I, I don't trust them. Yeah, we'll we'll give you our our, our, our take when it yeah. comes of week three. Okay, so the Bears. Uh, they lost um, in pretty resounding fashion yeah. to a very good Packers team. Yeah, I Look, don't think we're giving them enough. Jordan enough, Love, enough could, Jordan Love could be the guy. Um, they already have the foundation in place in terms of uh, the most important stuff on the field. In terms of they've got a good offensive line uh, anchored by David Bakhtiari. They have a nice defense with guys like Rasul Douglas, Rashawn Gary in tow. And also Jair Alexander. They have um, good areas. In the trenches, they look good. 
and in the areas where they needed to fix up, they look good. In terms of the offense, uh, the weapons, Christian Watson could be something, but it all depends on if Jordan Love is the guy moving forward. They invested a first-round pick into him in 2020, which everyone saw as, whoa, that is a questionable move. But he's the plan was for him to do a Rodgers-esque thing to Favre, the same thing. Right, so he's been, this is his, from my understanding, I might be wrong, fourth season with the Packers. Yes. So he's spent those seasons watching, learning, being behind Aaron Rodgers, sometimes coming in for him when Aaron Rodgers has been injured. He came in for a couple games last season. The season before, I think he came in for a couple. So each season, he's had a chance to go in, sub, do some things, learn the system. He's been in that system, entrenched. It hasn't been a coaching change. The personnel stayed the same, pretty much on the offensive side. So I think he's going to thrive uh, with the Packers, and it showed. As for the Bears, they looked horrible. They looked dreadful. Well, it's the Bears. It's the Bears. They looked dreadful. I, you I, hope a little bit better going the, because of what they picked up, but, you know. I am a little bit concerned about Matty Bufloos. Um, I, I You're I'm, always concerned about the coach well, I, at the Bears, right? Well, You're always I, concerned your boy was gone. Well, look, Maggie Ma- Ma- sent him packing. Maggie was just horrible. Eberflus is no good um, either. I, no, I don't think he's coach. no good. No good, good no good. I, I don't think he's no good. <laughs> I, I think he's a solid head coach, but... I just don't know. Well, he's a defensive coach. He's yes. not an offensive coach. Yeah, but and they invested a lot of their free money into defensive reinforcements uh, this uh, this past year, and they let up a lot of points against uh, a pretty equal opponent. But they are still a rebuilding team, uh, so I will give them pause. Okay, so Chargers and Dolphins. The Dolphins, it was a, it was a shootout. It was a bit Tecmo Bowl, 38-34. Dolphins look scary, particularly yeah. if Tariq Hill, who got two hundred odd. I mean, two of threw for over four hundred, but two hundred over two hundred those went to Tariq Tariq Hill. They need to keep Tyreek healthy. They need to keep Tua healthy. More that importantly, was, keep Tua that healthy. was that was Tua's best game of his career Absolutely. by far. Yeah. Um, the Chargers look uh, really sus to me. Oh, they, the Chargers always they, look they, that way. they do look very 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 suspicious to me. Um, we do know that Brandon Staley is on the hottest of hot seats. Oh, his seat's, this year. His seat's getting warmer. Um, I, I just don't trust his approach. No. I don't. And can I make a correction? I did say that Austin Eckler is not on the team. Austin Eckler is with the Chargers. I, I stand corrected. Okay. I thought he was gone. But and he did he had a good game. He ran for over hundred over hundred yards. I just don't. I, I don't trust Staley's Staley's coaching. Well, he he tries to do way too much analytically, um, and he's. He's just very. His tactics are just really, really awful. I I just don't know about this dude. It might be time to get rid of him very, very soon. Yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. might have been time to get rid of him after they blew that what twenty-seven point lead to the Jags. Yeah, I mean, two or through for over four hundred yards, three three touchdowns, one pick. Um, they didn't have a lot going on for the pat for the running, but they didn't have to. Because they were pretty much throwing the ball everywhere, and Tariq had also J.C. Jackson is burnt toast. Yeah, J.C. Jackson was horrible. He yeah. was absolutely horrible. Look, it's Tyreek Hill, but the amount of stuff he was getting burnt on, come on now. Yeah, really, you're supposed to be one of the best corners or one of the better corners in the league. You that look like Eli out. Apple out there. No, that didn't work out. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the next game, and we have the. C 
Seahawks losing. I didn't see this one coming. They lost to the Rams. Yeah, no, thirty I think, to thirteen. They got destroyed. I don't think anyone saw this coming. No, I, I didn't mean, see it coming. Look, it's week one. It's week one preseason. It's week week one. And it's regular people, season. People, do, yes, Not preseason anymore, but, my friend. Look, uh, players <laughs> do need to get the rust off. Um, the 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 Seahawks are going to be without a couple of their offensive linemen for next week, so that's a bit of a blow. Um, look, the Seahawks team they they're I don't know what happened there. Uh, the Rams, their key components showed up. I mean, Stafford had the best game he's had yep. since the Super Bowl. Yep. So that's that's something. Uh, Donald was excellent, and the Ram, but the Rams' offensive line was just horrible. It's just that Stafford was able to gunsling his way to to uh, thirty points. Yeah, he was able to get out of it. Okay, the other game we're looking at is the Saints, the New yep. Orleans Saints. They beat. The hapless Titans, but I think both teams looked hapless. I'm sorry, uh, it was a very sloppy uh, game. Uh, 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 the Titans. I don't, I don't, know, I don't, know, I don't. I mean, look, I think the Saints can still win the division, but it, it's, it's, look, it's been kind of dicey. I mean, Derek Carr was all right. They're missing Alvin Kamara big time. Oh, their rushing of course, game, they're missing. Their rushing game was course, nowhere near. Of course, they're missing Alvin Kamara. No. Of course, that's that's yeah. common knowledge. I mean. Derek Carr is what he is. I like him as a QB. I think he's a... Uh, I don't necessarily think he's a superstar QB. I don't necessarily think he's a star either. I think he's a good QB who can thrive in the system, in a good system around him. Um, I don't know if that's the Saints here. I don't know. Uh, they desperately need some type of weapon to emerge. Chris Olave just hasn't really performed right now. Uh, I just, they need some type of weapon on offense, uh, to even start trying and their defense is okay. It's pretty good. I mean, the names you have on that defense are very, very big names, but I just, the rest of the depth in that defense isn't great. You, you need some type of weapon on the offense to aid him. You need something. As for the Titans, I I mean, they're both come, they're both in South divisions, right? But the Titans just looked worse. And the Titans, uh, uh, your friend, your best friend, BFF, Ryan Tannehill threw three three interceptions. He didn't look good. Well, I, um, I mean, it's Tannehill. Tannehill might be done. I think, uh, but there's nothing else. Who yeah. else is going to go to? I mean, I don't think you have. They don't have faith in Willis. You have at all. Malik Willis. I don't think and so. then you have Will Levis behind him. Yeah, so, so. I, don't, I don't think there's much faith in that in that in that depth chart. And I think it's going to be a long season for the Titans. They, of they course, just, they didn't look like they could move the, the only way. The, the well. only way they get close to winning the division if is if the defense balls out every single game. Yeah. And I just don't see that happening. Okay, so now we have the Colts and the Jaguars. The Jaguars were actually trailing at one point. They were uh, going yes. into the fourth quarter. They were trailing uh, by four, at least by you know, fourteen to three at one point, uh, fourteen to ten at one point, and then suddenly came back and won thirty-one twenty-one. But not in not this not for the Colts losing. It had nothing to do with Anthony Richardson. He actually played very well. I'm ready to put all my stock into Anthony Richardson. He is really really good. I do really, really like him. Um, if I lose all of that, whatever. But he is really, really good. He has very good arm strength. His accuracy has seemingly um, been... His flaws with accuracy has seemingly been overblown. Yep. Uh, he was running for his life. Um, he was. But he can. 
He could run. He's a big guy, too. He's, he's a he's huge not, guy. He's, he's, he's hard to take down. He's the size of a linebacker. He's a big guy. So I, I'm ready to put all my chips into the Anthony Richardson table, man. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, as for Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence had a great game. Of course, he's going to play always well. I, think, I, I yeah. don't necessarily think you can get away with that defensive performance against another team. No. You you really have to make sure that that, that Jags defense is solid yeah, in weeks to come. Yes. You have to make sure it is because yes. you can't have the offense bail you out. No. All right. So the next game we're going to look at is the Commanders. Yep. And the Commanders pull out a victory, 20-16 uh, to 16 over the hapless it Cardinals. It was That's close. Kind of, it was close, but... It didn't help both teams. Like I said, it's one of those. It's another one of those games where you know the funniest. The, thing the Commanders just gave the ball away every time. You know the funniest thing to me? It was a sellout. It was a sellout for the first game without uh, <coughs> Dan Snyder. The evil is gone, so the fans have come back in droves. Yeah, that was to, the message to the death trap that you, is FedEx you, Field. You, you'd hope the fans weren't close enough to the railings for something to come down, but they 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 got the victory. Um, Sam Howell. His first start, uh, let's look at his stats. Well, that was all right. He was 19-31, 202 yards, threw a touchdown, threw a pick. Again, um, the rushing was sort of mixed. There was, you know, They did as much as they could. I think it's it's due in part to Eric Bieniemy, but I also think that you know, the defense, on the defensive side, they were able to keep things tight. That was mostly due to Montez Sweat. Yes, he was, getting, he was all over the place. Yes. As for the Cardinals, uh, Josh Dobbs, I mean, he threw 30. He made 30 attempts, but only threw 432 yards. It's going to be a very, very, very long season. We already know that's going to happen. Oh, of course. They're in the the Caleb sweepstakes. Sure they are. They're going to trade down. I don't think they're trading Kyler. There's no way. The other game uh, featuring, this game featuring a rookie quarterback and Bryce Young, the Falcons beat the Panthers 24-10. Look, eh. look, Bryce Young had a bad performance, but he's a rookie. It's his first start. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. I mean, his offensive line, they there's good names on there, but they, there's not a lot of help. They didn't get a whole lot of help from them. No, not a lot uh, of help. No. This Texans team is going to take Texans, some... The uh, Panthers? Uh, Panthers, yeah. <laughs> um, they, they're going to need some time yeah. uh, to develop. I so mean, the Falcons, Desmond Ritter, 15 of 18. 115 yards. Look, I mean, you had Algier running for 75. You had Robinson running for. I'll 56. tell you what, Bijan. So, Bijan yeah. might be really, really good. Yeah. Bijan might be very, very good. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and, you're gonna yeah. have to pay him a bit, but he might be worth it. Well, cause... look, this is how the Falcons are gonna win games. They're gonna win games not with Desmond Ritter making mistakes. They're gonna win games. Well, you need. Well, it's, well, they're it gonna doesn't... win games with the rush. Then, the yeah, passing. but you they also have need. You also need to see what you have in Ritter. You also have to see what you have in Desmond Ritter, whether he's the future or not. Well, you've drafted him. Mar- Marcus Mariota's not in the picture. He's gone. He was behind Mariota, and now he's moved up. Yes. So, really, you have him, you have Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke is what I consider the modern-day version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a great kind of spot starter, but you wouldn't give him the keys to the car and have him doing it all no, the time. No, no, no. Okay. Next, next uh, game to look at is, uh, of course, we saw that the Vikings lost. Uh, in week one to the Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield's debut. Uh, did he make fans forget about Tom Brady? Don't think so. But this is how the Bucks are going to play. Uh, 
Another coach that I think you absolutely adore, Todd Bowles, is taking over. Is taking over in his first full season, so full season as so as the Buccaneers. That guy is so milk, the, he's so milk toast. All right, so that, so that's that's that. I mean, let's look at the stats. I mean, Kirk Cousins. He threw for look. He threw for a lot. Kirk Cousins. The one thing about Kirk Cousins in this game, he threw for over three hundred yards. You're always gonna get him throwing that much, right? It's just everything else on the defensive side that let let um. That's let, let, the let problem for the Vikings. Yes. Their defense is just awful. Yeah. When, it, when, it, needs sucks. To, when it counts, when it has to happen. I, so. I had Vikings fans in real life telling me uh, this defense was going to be just instantly better because of Brian Forrest. Well, I'd, no. lo- I, I'd love to see One their reactions now. One man don't make it the team. But as for Baker Mayfield, and look, 21 of 34, 173 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Which is unusual for Baker Mayfield because he can throw picks. Yes. So he did. He did well yes, enough not yes, to throw picks, yes. and they did enough to win. That's kind of what's going to be the Buccaneers' mo. They're yeah. not going to score a lot of points. They have a good defense. They're going to keep things close. All okay. Right. The Ravens uh, play, uh, beat the Ra- beat the Texans twenty-five to nine. This is the CJ. Ravens can never have any good luck, man. <laughs> Dobbins. Uh, J- Dobbins gone. Dobbins gone. Uh, who else? Who else went? I don't know. Uh, Humphrey, I think, got injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humphrey's injured. Uh, you had Stanley getting injured. Mm-hmm. Man, that's three important starters to your team gone yeah. in one week. Yeah, that, I, I, I this don't know. This team what can never have now. any luck. Yeah. Never. I don't know what they're going to do, but again, when you. The, I guess the, the, the silver lining of that is a soft landing playing. And Linderbaum. A team. And, and their starting center, Tyler Linderbaum. Yeah, and CJ Shroud, look, he struggled. I mean, he didn't throw touchdowns, didn't throw picks, but. He was chased around the field all oh, day long. Oh, of course, straight. Yeah, Stroud was chased around. Yeah, he had nowhere I mean, to go. And that, yeah. that's a kind of – that's going to be the Texans kind of thing. You had a rookie rookie quarterback and not a lot of offensive options, not mm. a lot of help. And Look, a defense you, that's pretty good because you got D'Amico Ryans, who's ex-defense yes, coordinator. But you, they you don't know, have a whole Ryan. lot of names. No, not, not a whole it, lot of names. Especially not in that secondary. Okay, but, didn't see this one coming. On to our next game. Mm-hmm. The Battle of Ohio. Did you see the Browns beating the Bengals? This score, 24-3. I didn't, but no, that didn't. score mostly comes down to uh, Miles Garrett doing whatever he wanted to the Bengals' offensive line. Yeah. Miles Garrett just ate the mm-hmm. whole game. Yeah, oh, he did. And it, Joe Burrow, I mean, look, you're going to have these games. You're going to have this yeah, kind of game. And Joe Burrow it. didn't look good. He wasn't. He wasn't in sync. The passes wasn't weren't working. He what, wasn't making I don't connections. Think, I don't think it's it's not time to panic about the Bengals. It's not time. I don't think so yet. I don't think. I don't. And I also don't think it's time to start. You know, anointing the Browns. Oh, as, absolutely uh, not. Watson looked horrible. Yeah, Watson looked. When awful. you have Nick Chubb, who can run for over 100 yards and get your carries, you can kind of ignore the fact that Deshaun Watson didn't have to do a lot. Not really. I'm not ignoring that fact. Oh. Watson looked awful. Oh, well. If you, if you paid this much, you 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 better expect results out of him. Yeah. So that was the uh, Browns Bengals game, and paid not just in dollars but in uh, dignity. Yeah. As well, another team that got the doors blown off from the Steelers, the uh, 49ers went into Heinz Field and deconstructed them. Thirty. Do you, do you see what I mean about Matt Canada now? Do you see what I mean? Matt Canada, this guy, this, another guy to pick on, Matt Canada. This guy is not a good OC. It's as simple <laughs> as that. This dude is not a good offensive coordinator. Well, I'm 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 concerned at the fact that Kenny Pickett had 46 attempts. 
I think any 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 quarterback, in my opinion, you've got that has no that many you, attempts. You've got no offensive line. No. Why are you running with Najee if you do not have a good offensive line to protect him? Why? Wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Jesus. I mean, look, this is against the 49ers. and Brock Purdy. He was very economical. I like this line. I like 19 of 29. You know, 29 attempts means that. You can get the ball to places, and he got to places. He threw for over 200 yards. Christian McCaffrey ran for 152 yards. When you have that kind of talent running, you don't have to worry about much. And then Brandon Ayuk, and you have you know Samuel. You have, you have it was a pretty equal distribution to passing. I mean, you know, this is the 49er team that everyone's talking about, saying this is that they're the ones in the NFC right behind Dallas and, and Philly, and they went in and just blew the doors off. The there, only so. real uh, Super Bowl contenders in the NFC, in my eyes, that's are it. are Philly and Dallas and no, that's it. No, Philly and San Fran. Dallas is going to find a way to blow it. Watch, well, we'll see. But They'll book it. They're going to find a they're way. The, they're the only three teams in the Dallas is going to find a way to blow it. All right, watch. Uh, the Eagles survived. They beat the Patriots by five, twenty-five, twenty. Yeah, not the and, best. And game. they did survive against the Vikings as well. Uh, I don't know. But this they, first game, they look they they they've been they, dancing for the raindrops a little bit. They're gonna have to get it together. They have to. I yeah, mean, I mean, because it, it doesn't look, it didn't look good. It doesn't look good right now no. for them. No, yep. but I mean, they, they it was. But again, it's you play the games and teams get better. And yeah. the Eagles have lost. Look, they've lost. They lost coaches. Yes, that that's gonna impact the team when you lose not one but two on either side of the ball. Yeah. So but we'll they're see. gonna have to. They're gonna have to adapt. <laughs> they're gonna have to adapt and quickly. Moving okay. on, Raiders beat the Broncos by one. Didn't see that coming. I thought the Broncos. I mean, yeah. Look, there was a big buildup, right? Uh, you know, the Sean Payton special was just, you know, the fake kickoff, which was a little pooch that they got the possession on, and it didn't lead to anything. And look, I I know you're not a big Jimmy G fan. I get it. I, I but like the guy wins games. I like him as a QB. He's got no, a winning record. I don't know where you got this from. I, don't I, know. I do like Jimmy as a <laughs> as a QB. I think he's a nice stopgap. He's not going to get you to a Super Bowl victory unless you have the perfect talent well, around I him. Tell you what, which, what's which is what San Fran had in twenty twenty, oh, and they well, didn't win it. Look, the the guy just wins games. He's got a he's got. A good regular season record. You know as a who else? You know so. who else was was winning games. All he does is win games. All he does is win games. Tim Tebow. Oh come on! You I'm can't kidding. compare I'm Tim not, Tebow. I'm kidding. I'm Please. not. I'm not comparing Tim the two. Tebow. I'm not comparing Tim the Tebow two. Was garbage. But you have to look past the record with the QB. I'm, I'm seeing deeper. the fact that the guy has he's won. He he won two different championship games in very hostile places. Went to a Super Bowl. I mean, I know. It's not perfect. He's going to get hurt. It's another matter of time before he gets hurt again. But the Raiders going in there and winning and spoiling Sean Payton's debut, you have to say something. And, and Russell Wilson didn't look bad. He threw two touchdowns. He did not look bad. But we'll see what happens yeah. next week. All right. Next game to look at. Uh, bu- 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 we're scrolling, scrolling. I'm moving, I'm moving, moving. I think that's all, I think that's all for that's week, week one. We uh, did a we, week two game, but we're going to be back uh, hopefully – uh, later on this, uh, later on next week, to recap week two. Yeah, but let's get into the next topic. Okay. Um, where is Coach Prime's success with Colorado a fluke? Well, it's hard to say. I think that look, there's a lot of hype, but Deion Sanders is a guy that 
as an athlete and now as a coach, he backs up what he says. He can say anything he wants. He doesn't care if it bothers you. And he backs it up. And what he did, and I don't think it stops here. I think this Colorado thing is not going to be like Jim Harbaugh. Basically, Jim Harbaugh is in Michigan for the long haul. Deion Sanders is here. He's building a program that was out of nothing. Everybody's watching it. He's got a star quarterback who happens to be his son, who has obviously inherited his genetics to be a really good quarterback. And I believe that Deion Sanders' time in Colorado will be for a season or two before he moves to the NFL. That's if he has a good amount of success. That's and he will. It. It's college. It's college football. I know, but... And he's, he's got a program that has money. He went from a program that had no money to a program that well, has he was, money. He moved from... He went. He started off in the HBCU sector. Right. They don't have money. Now he's in a place that has lots and 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 lots of money. Okay. I said that almost 10 times. There's, they have boatloads of money. They have facilities left and right. Look, this is what... This is what it is about. This is the new wave. You know, ex-NFL players now, be, like, you have him, you have Dilfer. Guys who are now, who played on the professional level, coming back into the college ranks and making a splash. Everybody loves Deion Sanders because he says it like it is, and he backs it up. Yeah. And he's got credibility. But, so they, anything, and, you know, but they need to be, uh, Colorado was a broken program. They, they need to broken. show something. They were a mess. But they are showing something. They beat yeah. they beat Nebraska and oh, your Nebraska sucks and your Come friend on. Matt Rule your Nebraska, friend Nebraska sucks man Doesn't, I don't want to hear about wins Nebraska. a wins a win you still win games the first I game know, they won by a, by inc- a nail by, by I yeah, think yeah. I don't I think there's I do like Dion as a head coach I really do and I do like what he's doing with uh, the Buffaloes of Colorado however I think everyone just needs to pump the brakes and just wait for incremental improvement. If we can see development of this program over time, and I don't necessarily think he's only here for the short term. I do. This is he's in the college. He's in D one right now. This was what he's waiting for. But what team's gonna be? What NFL team's gonna be looking at him as a professional coaching prospect after a season? Whichever team that wants something. That's not happening. I'm not saying it's gonna happen now. I'm just saying that just seems like. The natural progression. Yeah, maybe after it's just maybe the after progression. maybe after three or four seasons. Who knows? Maybe look, but you got Colorado's successful right away. If they get into a, if they get, I'm not. I'm just saying. If there's a lot of ifs, but if they get to where they got to get to, he's not staying, sticking around. He's there to lay a path and then move on. That's what I believe. That's who I believe he is. Well, let's see if that path gets laid. All right, next. All right. You got this one from me. Is your friend, your boy, is Terry Pergolas heading towards the same fate as Dan Schneider? Um, I don't necessarily think Terry Pergola has headed a uh, a reign as chaotic as Dan Schneider, but he certainly creeps up on that. Uh, Terry Pergola is one of those owners who is incredibly meddlesome, uh, just fires people at will, tries to be George Steinbrenner. And just is really just has it just throws money at everything thinking it's gonna bring him a championship when he doesn't. Okay, he's so, ba- he's basically uh, a great value George Steinbrenner 
and great value, Artie Moreno. Throwing okay. money at everything. Okay, so the quote that was here, and I'm not sure if I'm just quoting what was apparently allegedly said, said. allegedly said is if black if the black players don't like it here, they should go back to Africa and see how bad it is. So that's what apparently was said. That's in reference to the social justice efforts. Right. So I look, if that statement was said, holy God, what a ter- what a terrible statement, what a tone deaf statement to say. Because um if any uh person does not have critical thinking uh to, with this issue, it's not about oh, they don't like it here. They don't like it in America. Um, they should just go back to Africa where they came from. That that makes no sense to begin with because the the fact is that black people are being killed disproportionately by the police. It is just a simple objective fact uh, based on extreme amounts of exhaustive research. And if you disagree with that, you can leave. But um, and if people are using and if Terry Pagula is using that. As a crutch saying, oh, if they don't like it, they should just go back. It's it's a really tone-deaf statement, especially in uh, in a league which is majority black. And um, the NFL isn't one to really want to rock the boat with those type of issues. They want to hold up the appearances of being, of being, <coughs> of being a progressive league. Uh, I'm not saying they necessarily care about those things, but they want to hold up appearances. Sure. I, I, look, I... He's got to get ahead of it. And I think it's very important that because of the fact it's not just about the Bills. It's about the fact that the Sabres are under his Well, Well, the NHL, just, the NHL is a whole different kind of know, fish. I know, but I'm just saying being owner of multiple teams in an area like Buffalo, it's about getting ahead of things. So if he hasn't, <laughs> if he hasn't done, if he hasn't said it, then he he should be smart enough to get ahead of it and try to deny it's it. Just and where, from there. It's just where does this come from? Where? It's like, it's insane, because it's come out of nowhere. Apparently, Jerry Jones has been implicated in saying something similar, well, which, it's Jerry Jones. Okay, all right, let's move on. Uh, how concerned should the Texas Rangers be after Max Serza's out for the rest of the season, including the playoffs? Uh, extremely concerned, because uh, you gave up one of your better prospects for him, and he won't be able to pitch this season, which, not good, no bueno. But um, that's one of your better starters. Two of your best starters, DeGrom and Scherzer, will not be able to pitch at all for the rest of the season. Not good. You need arms in the playoffs. Your best starter now is, I believe, John Gray. I mean, he's a good number three guy, but not not a headliner of a rotation. No, and I think that I think the, the concern, if you're the Rangers, is that, again, this is sort of another situation where... You started the season with so much hope. You had Jason DeGrom sort of anchoring a rotation that included Ivaldi and, and the other gentleman you mentioned before. John Gray. John Gray. So now you don't, you have, you, you know, Jacob DeGrom's lost for this season and who knows what the future looks like. And then Max Scherzer, you got thinking, okay, this is the guy. This is Mr. Postseason. This is the guy you hire. It's a, he's a hired gun. He's there to come in and, and, and give you innings and, and he can't stay healthy somewhere. Uh, there's a small portion of the Mets fans, including myself, having a little snicker because he got injured a lot when he was with the Mets and hardly ever pitched. When he did pitch, he threw home, he threw uh, you know big old cantaloupes that got hit out for home runs. So 
as it stands, you if you're the Rangers, you should be very concerned going into the playoffs because now you, you don't know what your rotation looks like. And, I mean, you've spent a lot of money. I mean, on top of what they've spent on for pitching, you know, with Corey Seager and, you know, Marcus Simeon and those, you need the pitching in a short season, short series to get to break through. And, you know, there's still that team that always seems to be, you know, in the shadow of Houston. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens next over there. Okay. Yep. Moving on. Um, your question. Will the lo- new rules around load management help the NBA? Well, they'll just alternate. So the rules state now that you can't have two superstars resting in a given period. That means if you're the Clippers, you can't have Kawhi and Paul George off on the floor at the same time. You have to have one or the other. And I think there's certain other stipulations. If they if a team does somehow do that, they're going to get hefty fine. I don't know if it changes the whole dynamics of load management. I don't know where it's all come from, but it is unfair. And I, I, I'm, I'm firmly in the camp of the fan who pays a lot of money. And if you if they're breezing through your town, like in Charlotte, and Charlotte stinks, and you're getting the Clippers coming into town, and you know you get to see Kawhi Leonard and Paul Paul George play, and you know neither one of them show up to play, and you're left with you know guys on ten day contracts come from the G League, it's disappointing. So I don't know if these new rules will somehow get circumvented. We'll see. I've had a couple years to think about what I have thought about load management because I I don't think I've ever spoken about about it on this podcast or my opinion on load management because um, I've tried to look into it. I've tried to uh, see if the... Uh, supposed positive effects have a benefit on a franchise's immediate future. And I have come to the conclusion that load management is awful. It's not a good way to prevent injury. In fact, it might make injury <coughs> it might make injury worse. It's the old adage of you have to keep the body moving. You have to. Because, especially for injury-prone players, unless they physically cannot walk, you have to at least keep the body moving. And I saw a clip from Tim Grover, uh, obviously uh, of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant's trainer's fame, talking about uh, this exact issue. His theory is that not enough players today are doing weight training. He was like, he said, you need to be moving iron, especially if you're a basketball player, because of the gravity mm. that um, weights produce. Up, down, up, down, because that's how the body moves in basketball. Um, Once you're doing that consistently, then the neurons will get used to those movements, and which will make you uh, durable. Think about someone like Pat Ewing, who was remarkably durable throughout his prime until his later years, where obviously he tore his Achilles and he had that wrist injury. We, We know that, but he was remarkably durable uh, throughout his uh, itinerant Knicks career, um, and there was a nice, there was an interesting, kind of funny interaction between Kevin Durant and Stan Van Gundy on Twitter, where Stan Van Gundy was like, "Something's not working because in the '90s, uh, teams only had a strength trainer and a trainer. Nowadays, we have all of this technology, all of these trainers, uh, all a full team of doctors." 
more players are getting injured than ever before. Something's not working. And Durant said, and I quote, Stan spitting. And um, uh, Stan thought he was taking a shot at him. So he replied, no, I, I, no, Kevin, I'm not, he's like trying to rebut. And someone else replied saying, Stan, him saying that means he agrees with you. (laughs) So um, I, I don't like load management. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, it doesn't prevent injury. It's shown not to prevent injury, um, and there's no there's no real way to. Uh, I don't mind this effort by the NBA. There's always I think teams are going to try and find a way around it. Of course, but they are. teams have to realize that this is not the way forward to prevent injury. You change up how your players train, and maybe it goes it goes a lot deeper. I've heard others. Um, say at AAU level, these kids are going through a lot for one-day tournaments, and by the time they get to the league, their bodies are wrecked. So um, maybe it's a deeper thing in uh, uh, American sport, uh, in particular basketball, that we need to figure out. But I just don't. I mean, I I, I just think it's. I mean, whether or not it's about keeping people safe, or you know, for look. I just think about someone like Kawhi Leonard who's come off major surgeries, reconstructive surgeries. Perhaps that's something that they're looking at. Someone like Paul George. I think about those two guys because they get injury prone the most. But you can't, I, you know, you, you, I just don't feel like you can keep trying to manage it by removing players from the game. The problem, if that's the case is, that's the case, shorten the season. You need to keep, Don't add more to it. Shorten it. You need to keep players moving. It's as simple as that. You cannot sit them because the body... Yes, if a player cannot physically walk or run at all, then you sit them. But you need to keep them moving. You have to because the the issue is that the body loses its muscle memory over time as as we sit because we're human beings. So load management as a whole, as a concept, is not feasible. We saw it with Kawhi. He load managed this this past season, went to the playoffs and tore his meniscus in the same area of the where he his ACL was repaired. Oh. So it does not work. It's been proven not to work, and it's the problem is multifaceted and the causes are multifaceted. But if we want better basketball, there needs to be a better way forward. Whether that be changing up the training regimen or going back to basics of the 90s and just having strength training, no resistance bands, just just moving iron. Or we change up the whole AAU structure. Because if you look at something like Ball is Life, you you got elementary school kids on there. That's not normal. Right. So yeah, something needs to change. And it's probably a lot of things. All right. Okay. Uh, thoughts about the NBA players committing to join the 2024 Olympic team? Uh, clearly a panic button's been oh, hit. Oh, of course it's a panic button. Based on the fact that there was no medal based of on co- the FIBA tournament. Of course it's a happened. panic button. Uh, it's, it, they, Team USA just came up flat in the semi and the bronze. Came up absolutely flat. Uh, because they didn't have a, they didn't have size. They didn't have a starting center. Um, I don't necessarily think that, uh, see the, the thing with international basketball is it's getting better. It's all, it's been getting better 
uh, for a long time now because uh, different national teams have created infrastructure to funnel their talent and to develop their talent. That's what globalization does. It spreads technology and it spreads um, uh, information quicker, which is why many, many countries have facilitated their basketball programs. Germany have quite a lot of NBA talent, but they have guys playing in the EuroLeague. Yeah. They just won it all. Serbia yeah. got to the semi. Yeah. Um, you had a team like you think about a team like Italy who put up a decent run. Yeah. You you think about these different teams, even even team a team like Nigeria who uh, not like two years ago gave the USA problems. Like these teams have gotten better over time because. Technology has gotten better, and training has gotten better. You think about Arvita Sabonis. Yeah. He didn't go to the NBA because of the Cold War. He didn't go yeah. until he was like 33, and he he could still give Shaq the business. Yeah, I think that it's also, as you said, with, with, with the, the game becoming international and the leagues that are playing, by the way, I believe they're playing in a lot longer span of time than in the NBA. I believe that th- those leagues are running around all year long. They can you know move around from place to place. Well, if you think about something like the Euro League, that's that's not you've got the Euro League and you've also yes. got the national league. So you think about Liga Andesana. Yeah, you under sub league. Yeah, yeah. You got uh, yeah. Liga Andesana, yeah. which is the Spanish yes. basketball league for yeah. just the Spanish teams, yes. and then you got the Euro League yes. with the best teams from each European league. Right. I just think that it's a situation where Again, you know, when you're talking about the Olympics, you talk about the dream team, and that was, or the redeem team, but the dream team really comes to mind as the greatest collection of players ever. So now you got LeBron talking about it. He's going to be 40. You got Durant talking about it. Everybody's doing a lot of talking because they want to say, yeah, I'll be part of it. But when push comes to shove and barring injury, you know, they're not always, they're not all going to be able to play, and they're going to be older. They're going to be older. If you're talking about Steph Curry, you're talking about someone like LeBron, KD, Chris Paul, they're all old. So you can't compete against guys all, who are younger. All you have to look at is the, some of the top five players in the NBA right now. Think about some of the top five guys. Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, um, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid. You think about those guys. Where are they from? Not from the USA. Once from Greece, once from Serbia, once from Cameroon. I mean, the league is 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 growing. It's growing and it's expanding uh, to different regions. There are different players from different uh, backgrounds coming to the league and going to their national team. You think about the an unknown legend to USA basketball fans, Nikos Galis, uh, a player who could have played in the NBA. Red Auerbach really wanted him. But Nikos Gallis said no and played for Addis for most of his career because FIBA rules back then didn't allow NBA players to play for their national teams. Mm-hmm. Nikos Gallis is in the Hall of Fame, by the way, yeah. without even stepping a foot onto an NBA court. That's how good he was. So these players are have always been there. Basketball has always been an international game. It's just been about the facilities and the technology. Now it's caught up. Now uh, the USA is on their heels trying to develop quickly. But are the guys going to be willing to play? 
Like Devin Booker, maybe that's one who steps in. He was good in uh in Japan in twenty twenty one. He I was mean, very yeah, good. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking about the fact that again, if all of them are saying I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, they're just it's just gonna be an old team. I don't think they can keep up with the guys I don't, that are out there. I don't see LeBron doing it, honestly. I really don't. I think it's I think it's cap. Uh Curry, maybe. Durant, maybe. Mm. Everyone else. I can't. I can't see any of the older guys doing it. I really can't. I could see guys like Booker doing it. I could see other other dudes wanting to run, but they some of them have already got a fistful of gold medals. All Why right. do they need to? All right, moving on. That's the end of our show. That is the end of our show for this week. If you come from any other platform, welcome. welcome. We talk about. Uh, uh, we're. Uh, I, what just, are you I just lost my train You're of thought. Just babbling. But. Next week, we're looking at week two of the NFL se- NFL season. We're yes. moving along very swiftly. Football is back, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you then. Bye.